What's up guys, Shift Tavalier, AthleteX.com. Today I'm gonna to show you five very important exercise swaps that you need to start making today. You see, there's a lot of different ways to do exercises, but the ways I'm gonna show you to change to today might be the most important changes you're gonna make in the next few months in your training. Let's get right to them. First up is the lat pull down. Now a lot of us resort to either the lat pull down or pull ups because they're great back exercises. But there's one thing that's missing from these exercises and we say it all the time here on this channel. If you want to look like an athlete, you've got to train like an athlete. Athletes train with their feet on the ground. These exercises don't provide you that opportunity. When I do the lat pull down, I'm sitting on my ass. When I'm doing the pull up, another great exercise, yes, but I'm floating in the air. Could we train the lats? with our feet on the ground, it actually is one of the most important things you can incorporate because the lats are a great transition muscle from your feet to your fingertips. It's a huge area of space they cover here and we want to make sure that we're training them to translate power from the ground up. So we could do it here with a one arm cable pull down. You can see that I don't not only hit the lats great here, but I have the advantage of getting a really good stretch because I can rotate into each repetition. And beyond that, I'm getting a great stretch on the lats because anatomically we know if we can get our arm out in front of us, it's going to allow us to get a better stretch. At the same time, as I said, we're on our feet so we can use our feet to drive and produce more power from the ground up. It's a better way to train your back and it's something you're going to want to start doing now. On the same note, different muscle group, we have our shoulders in a dumbbell press. And a lot of us, we get the dumbbells, we sit right down on the bench and we start pressing away. But what we're doing is we're driving ourselves back into the, uh, the, uh, the upright portion of the bench, trying to push as hard as we can, and it's not helping us. As a matter of fact, what it's doing is it's disrupting the press. Because when we drive our shoulder blades back into the bench, we're sort of interfering with that normal rhythm of the shoulder blade to rotate up as you press. And here it's causing a disruption of how you're normally going to press overhead. So we can free ourselves of that and make it a better exercise in the process, and we can have an added benefit clean the damn dumbbells off the floor, and then press them from a standing position. Again, at any opportunity you can, you want to train like an athlete, you want to train on your feet. Speaking of your feet, we're going to go a little bit higher, right to our legs, and hit the back squat versus the front squat. You're going to want to swap out the back squat for the front squat. Now, I love the back squat. It's a great exercise, but here's the truth. It hides a lot of flaws. If you have mobility restrictions or flexibility restrictions, you, you can't move your ankles properly, your thoracic spine isn't ready to squat, you're still going to be able to hide those a lot more in a back squat than you ever will in a front squat. So why do I want you to front squat? Because I want to see if you have them and you better find out if you have them too because you're not going to be able to safely for the long term continue to back squat if these restrictions are in place. So when you switch over to the front squat here, you'll see right away that you better have proper thoracic extension, the ability to keep your back upright as you go down, and your elbows have to stay up as well as you go down. If they start to sink, if your back starts to round, you probably don't have good thoracic extension, and it's going to ultimately pay its dues on your body in the back squat. You just won't see it as readily as you would on this exercise. Same thing with ankle mobility restrictions, same thing with hip restrictions. So what you want to do is reveal them here. Guys, I always say, face your form restrictions. Face them, look at them right in the face. Stare at them and do something about it. Once you do and you address those, it is then a good idea to get yourself back into back squatting, but only if you know you can do it safely. Next up, one of my favorites, you know I always kind of pick on this, but there's a reason for it, the dumbbell fly. If you do a dumbbell fly, it's time to switch to something else. Guys, I always say the risk-reward ratio on this exercise is simply not there. Realizing that there are other ways to adduct your arm across your body and not subject that anterior shoulder capsule 
to the stresses that you get at the bottom of a fly. You can literally see it here. It's an unsupported arm out there floating in the open. I don't care how light the weight you go, but you don't have to have that. Not when you could do another variation, which by the way will get you back on your feet. And this is our 3D crossover. Here you can see I need a cable machine, yes, but you could do this with a band too if you don't have access to one. The key is you're getting the all-important adduction, not just to midline, but across midline. And you're getting that contraction of the chest, but you're getting it without the overstretch to the anterior shoulder capsule. You're not risking that damage to your shoulder long term. And at the same time, as I said, you're on your feet, developing power from the ground up and allowing, because of that, your abs to work with your upper body, which by the way is how they want to work. So this is a far less restricted, far more functional version of an exercise that is far too risky, I think, for especially the athlete who's trying to protect their arm, their body, which is their number one asset when they attack the field. And finally on that same note, shoulder troubles, guys, if you are upright rowing, stop right now. I tell you all the time, there is no good way to do a shoulder upright row. There's no good way. I don't care if you're using an easy bar. I don't care if you're stopping at the nipple. I don't care what you're saying. The act of literally lifting your hands here with the elbow leading the way is placing your arm in internal rotation. As soon as you put weighted internal rotation and you try to crank out rep after rep, especially if you think you're going to go lighter and go higher reps, you're asking for impingement in your shoulder. You're asking for a problem. Again, it's a very simple switch. Go to dumbbells and when you do them, do the high pull like I'm showing you here. The simple switch is a very, very significant one. Instead of letting your elbows lead your wrists, let your wrists lead your elbows. That will take it, an arm and a shoulder that's in internal rotation into external rotation, which will clear a lot more room in the shoulder joint, allowing you to do this exercise safely. You can still see the shoulder is getting a hell of a workout here. But at that same time, I'm protecting the shoulder joint, which is going to be key. You can't do anything with your shoulders if your shoulders are beaten up. So let's start making this switch today. And finally, I've even got a bonus one here for you. We're going to go to the biceps and we're going to pick on the concentration curl. Now I don't have a problem with the exercise per se because it is just a curl. After all, almost every single option that we have for our biceps is some form of a curl. Whether it be a barbell curl, a spider curl, this concentration curl, an alternating dumbbell curl, an incline curl, they're all curls. We have a limited variation on what we can do to this joint to train the biceps. However, this one is the most ridiculous of them all. I look like a, a statue here, literally sitting, the thinker, it's not a function. I'm sitting on my ass with my arm hanging between my legs. There's a lot better things you can do, namely getting on your feet. I don't care what version of a curl you do, but get on your feet. But once you're there, you're better off if you can move both dumbbells at the same time. It's going to require a lot more stability through your core to handle, let's say, the 40 and 40 in each hand, the 80 pounds to prevent your body from leaning backwards, you're going to have to brace with your core versus maybe 40 pounds at a time. So I like the simultaneous curling of the dumbbells done on your feet rather than sitting there on the bench in the concentration curl position. So there you have it guys, there's your five exercise swaps, actually your sixth with your bonus curl that you're going to want to start making today. I say all the time, if you want to look like an athlete, you got to train like an athlete. Getting yourself on your feet at every opportunity is an athletic change to your workout. And not just that, you're going to get more from it. The sooner you can allow muscles to work together that actually prefer to work together without compromising the effectiveness of the exercise. Not one of those is a compromise on the effectiveness of the exercise, but it's an improvement on the longevity that the exercise will promise you and your body if you swap to them and start using them. If you're looking for a program that puts the science back in strength as a physical therapist, all this matters to me. It's not just about telling you what exercises to do. 
It's about telling you why I think they're the best and then showing you how to put them all together. We do that for you in our Athletics training systems. You can find them over at athletics.com. Click on the link below this to find the one that's matched up best to your current goals. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what you want me to cover here in a future video and I'll do my best to do that for you. All right guys, see you soon.